0: What up, what up, what up, my bitches? How you doing? How's it hanging? Welcome back for another hot mess episode of Be That Bitch, where we talk all about being that bitch, whatever that is to you. Hi, I'm Allie, the host, the one, the only, that bitch, your bitch, that registered, motivating, hype bitch. I'm, I'm on a different level today. If you guys can't tell, I am on a motherfucking different level because I will tell you this. This is the year. This is the time of the year where I thrive, where I am awoken, right? I truly believe the first 10 months of the year, I am simply just existing. But when November hits... And December, the bitch comes alive. Because this is my time of the year. And I'm not going to lie. I just had the worst October in the history of Octobers. Like, it was just so fucking stressful. It was exhausting. The kids were a mess. We had fall break. We had the end of softball. We We had all the fucking things. And I was just, I was in a mood, acting brand new. You know, whatever. But... Today is November 1st, right? Which November 2nd when this airs, I decided when we, when the clock struck November 1st, I am gonna be a jolly old bitch. I am going to be your jolly old bitch and we're gonna be changing our mindset to be changing our attitude, y'all hear me? I want y'all to adopt that thinking as we go into these last two months of the year. Change your mindset, change your life, right? Change your attitude. And that's going to help you become that bitch because this time of the year can make or break a motherfucker. Like it can break you in the worst possible way just because you get overwhelmed, you get stressed, you get all these things. But it can also make you because you can decide I can't control all the shit that's going on. But I can control the way that I perceive it and my attitude towards it. And that is the mindset I am going into these Last two months. You can't control the shit that happens, but you can control the way that you perceive it, right? The way that you look at it. And so I want y'all to join me in being jolly old bitches these last two months. And we're not going to let shit get to us. The shit that would have gotten to us last month, uh uh, no, no. We are brand new bitches. We ain't going to do that, right? We're not going to do that. We are gonna control our attitudes and we are going to turn shit into gems. And we are going to make a gem out of everything and just make ourselves happy. That is the attitude we are going into. So with all that being said, I'm excited I am feeling like I'm thriving I am feeling really excited going into these last two months we are about to start we as in me I know a bunch of you bitches give me a hard time because I always talk like that like I say we're about to do this we are going to do this and and I'm really just talking about me but hear me out right when I say we are going to do this I am automatically assuming you are going to be doing this with me because I take y'all with me everywhere if it's the podcast if it's on Instagram stories if it's anywhere you go where I go so it's always we I am never alone see my husband likes to give me a hard fucking time that I'm like this introverted person that I don't have friends and I only stay at the house and every single weekend I just sit on the couch with my Kindle and he's like how much antisocial could a 28 year old get and I'm like I actually have a lot of fucking friends They just all live in a box called a computer in the virtual space where I can control how much I actually have to interact. So, you know, you're just, that's how it is, right? Like I I choose when I want to talk and the best way to do that is having all virtual friends. I actually got a sweatshirt the other day and was like introverted but willing to discuss spicy books. And I was like, yep, that's mine. That's me. Exactly who I am to a T. With that being said, it is that time the spicy book reviews of the week. I know. I am such a great singer. I have a great voice. Okay, so I'm not going to lie, right? We're coming off of, I decided to do spooky season October. And so I read all dark romances in the month of October. And I felt like I needed extensive therapy after I got done reading all of the dark romance that I did in the month of October. But I will give you guys another suggestion. And then I'm going to tell you guys my fall lineup because after that kind of month we need a lot hearted great banter fall and I will let you know on the book that I started and I am obsessing over I'm just obsessing over it. okay so October lineup we ended up reading 20 books but in my defense of those 20 books we had one two three four novellas which are under 100 page so I don't even know if you can consider those So, this week we read uh, Falter, Midnight Valentine, Dirty Ugly Toy, Never King, uh, Catching Lightning, The Dare, and Hollow's Grove. So, mm, I'm trying to see. They're all rated 10 out of 10s. I'm going to talk about Dirty Ugly Toy just because that one was really fucked up. So it's not included in Kindle Unlimited, but it's a Kay Webster book. And if you guys have um, heard about the controversial The Wild and the Free, um, I did actually did a like a spicy talk on it. Uh, This is by the same author. And so it's it's like a kink book, which, you know, he's into the degradation kink. So he likes to degrade his women. And, you know, you know, there's there's guys that got more money than sense, and this motherfucker is that right Braxton has more money than Sance and he basically looks as women as objects as toys that he uses for six months chains like finds them uses them Ditches them. So he has a pension for um, what he calls whores. So he goes into a different country and picks up prostitutes and takes it as his mission to like transform them. Right. You know, uh, get them cleaned up, get them, you know, educated, get them all these things. But in return, he has them sign a contract basically that they're his like sex slave or something like that. It's a very interesting book. And then on his, uh, I think it's his 20th or maybe it's his 25th. I can't remember which one she is. On his 20th or 25th, he picks up one that is not like the others. And that's what I'm gonna leave it at. So uh 10 out of 10 recommend that one. If you're in the look for like a shorter like college sports romance, Catching Lightning. This is a first time author for me, Kaylee King and Greer River. Now this one was really, really freaking good. I will say it's for more younger, like under 35. If you're like over 35, you're probably not gonna like it. And you have to be willing to know how to like take yourself out of being being an adult and put yourself back in college because some of the shit that they do and say, you're like, this would all be solved by a simple fucking conversation. But clearly, college kids don't know how to have conversations. So there is a little bit of the miscommunication trope, which is like fucking um it racks my nerves. But all in all, it's still a really good book, does have some heavy topics, so definitely check trigger warnings like on all my books. Um, hold on, I need a sip of water. Cause remember, a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. Um, If you're new here, we also have water challenges. Every single time I drop any kind of curse word, you've got to take a chug of water. I'm telling you, you will be one hydrated bitch at the end of this. So anyways, those are my book reviews from October. The number one book I read in October has to be the one, the only, the ritual Oh, y'all! If you have not read the ritual, gear up! It is a panty soaking book. It is so good. Um. Okay, so I am in a super fall vibe for November. So we are starting with my the book I have literally been waiting all month to be able to read. Um. Heartless, because Daddy Cade can fucking get it. I am telling you, I have this soft spot in my heart for brooding cowboys. And he is a brooding cowboy to a T. He's a single dad. She's the nanny. So it's a little bit of a like forbidden love situation. You know, I love me a good age gap. She's 25. He's like 36 or 37. I am here for it all. And when I tell you I was cackling last night, I was literally cackling in my bed reading this. It was So funny and I'm not going to lie, it's like an over 400 page book and I started it last night at like 10 o'clock at night and I'm already 40% through. So if that shows you how good this book is, it is so good. It's actually so in September, my top book of the month was Flawless, which was the first book in this like character standalone series book and I did not think it got any better than Rhett. But Daddy Cade took the cake. He took the cake. He can get the cake. I am here for it. And when I tell you Willa aka Red is the cutest little spitfire that makes me wish I had know learn to play the guitar and I love rock music she is everything they are everything I'm obsessed you need to read that book um so that is like my current read I'm obsessing y'all if you've read it send me a dm let's talk about it but anyways so those are all my book reviews now let's get into the podcast review of the week if you guys don't know I've started this where I am going to review the podcast um what root Words are really hard. Review one of the reviews. No, that's not the right wording. I'm going to read one of your podcast reviews every single episode just to give you guys a shout out y'all I really do appreciate every single one of the reviews I read them all they really do help the podcast grow it helps me see that you know I'm helping you guys and that's like literally the only reason I do this podcast there's no other reason other than I like to help y'all and talk a lot (laughs) so anyways This review is from AM527. This is such a great podcast. Allie is so relatable and puts health in a different perspective that I never realized she is motivating and doesn't make you feel guilty for going out to supper and enjoying a drink. She makes you feel like you can have a real conversation with her and keep it real. I've enjoyed the podcast and I've heard so far and can't wait to listen to more. Thank you so much. Like, y'all, I am not even kidding. When I read those things, they just make my heart feel so happy that y'all can feel like you guys feel like you could confide in me you feel like you're just sitting here having a chit chat with a girlfriend over a spicy margarita like like that is my goal in this podcast is I when I started this thing right one I let fear like hold me back for almost a whole year of doing it right I don't know how to edit I didn't know how to do this I didn't know how to do that I'm not really professional yada 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 and then I decided no fuck you fuck that fuck this we're doing it our way which means it's be as big of a hot mess as you are IRL in real life and I feel like you know with me just like sitting here shooting the shit with y'all like I do you know it just makes it feel less like preachy less like I don't know maybe I'm just like talking to talk right now but I feel like it does kind of feel like we're just sitting here chit-chatting rather than I'm like preaching at you because y'all know I am a work in progress. Like, that's one thing I hate about a lot of the, like, self-help motivational podcast bullshit. Like, you feel like they're preaching at you from, like, they're all holier than Maudie, right? Like high fucking level and I'm like no motherfucker you struggle just like I do like stop acting like you got everything figured out you don't like this is not the podcast where I'm like come on let me show you the way this is the podcast like no like let's walk together let's try to like get through these fucking bushes together and figure it out together because we're all just trying to figure this thing called life out so I really appreciate that I make y'all feel comfortable in listening and heard and acknowledged and all that stuff And again, I really do appreciate every single review. Um, If you want yours read on the podcast, uh, just go ahead and go over to Apple Podcast and leave a sweet little message. I would love to read yours next week on the podcast. Um, Okay, anyways, let's go ahead and get to the meat and taters of this episode because we are going to be talking all about being that bitch that ends the year strong. Alrighty, y'all. Well, if you are listening to this on the day that it airs, Merry fucking Christmas. Halloween is over. That means we are basically in Christmas mode, or at least that's how I am. The second the clock strikes November 1st, I'm singing jingle bells all the fucking way. Like I am the most Christmas obsessed mother effer you will ever meet. So Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. We have two months of the holly jolliest times of the year. I'm telling you, I live for this time. I merely just exist the rest of the time. But with that being said, that means we also, as the time I'm recording, right, which is November 1st, we have officially 60 days left of the year. 60 fucking days. Now, you know what makes me really sad? And it really pisses me off. Not going to lie pisses me a little off. And I'm going to be a little blunt with y'all here because honestly, I don't know another way. It really fucking pisses me off that people waste the time that God gives them. The time that is going to pass regardless because they have the mindset the second November hits says, I'm too busy to do anything. There's too much, like not enough time. We have too many things. I'm just going to start January 1st. And you basically waste 60 days. That is a fucking gift that not everybody gets because you have the mindset that I'm going to wait till January 1st. I'll just wait till January 1st. The year's basically over. No, the fuck it's not. We still have 60 days left in the year. 59 if you're listening to this on the day that it airs. That means it's 60 days of opportunities. 60 days that God has granted you. Don't be an asshole and waste them. Because they're going to pass regardless if you utilize them or not. So I really, really hope as I go over these five tips to really finish the year strong, that you'll realize that it really does benefit you to utilize these, right? Because you want to go into January already with that strong foundation instead of going into January with your thumb up your ass trying to nurse a hangover and trying to detox off all the shit that you ate for the last 60 days. Because you can do a lot of damage not only to your mindset, your self-esteem, your self-worth, your self-love, all of that as well as your nutrition, your weight, and your fitness in 60 days. If you decide to say, fuck it, I'm not doing it. And so I'm really hoping that I can open your eyes, right? We're gonna tape them bad boys up and open your eyes and realize that You can enjoy your holidays while also simultaneously taking care of yourself, right? It doesn't have to be one or the other. Just like we say that you can take care of everybody else as well as taking care of yourself. It is not one or the other. It's not either or, it is and. I want you to have the and mindset, right? I can do this and I can do that. I can take care of myself and I can enjoy my peppermint bark boom chicka pop. If you guys know, you know, I live off that shit during this year. I fucking love it. But I just say all this to say is, y'all, you do not have to self sabotage to be able to enjoy your holiday season. You can figuratively have your cake and eat it too. And with these t- tips, <laughs> with these tips, I really hope that you realize that you can control. The way you react to things, but you can also control the way that you take care of yourself right now without feeling like you're missing out. Okay, so I have five tips for you to finish the year strong. The first one is focus on consistency over intensity. Y'all, the end of the year is not the time to be chasing your big, audacious fucking goals. It's not the time to be focusing on trying to lose the most weight or to lose the most inches or to get the most buff or to get the most stronger to do any of that shit it's not it's the time of the year to focus on consistency it's the time of the year to focus on at what intensity can I maintain consistently throughout the rest of the year while also enjoying the things that I love out of this time of the year and so yes it's going into this saying you know what I can do this consistently. I can do that consistently. And yeah, I might not get these crazy results at the end of the year, but I will be miles ahead of where I would have been if I didn't do anything. We all get this fucked up mindset of I'm not doing anything. I'm not moving along. I'm not losing weight. I'm not doing this. And I'm like, but what if that's just not the goal right now? Right? What if the goal is to not lose? It's not to lose weight or lose inches. It's merely just to stay consistent and that's it. Because what's the alternative, right? The alternative is to gain a bunch of weight because you throw in the towel and eat like an asshole and feel like shit on January 1st. And I am so sorry, but that does not feel good. We all can agree That eating like an asshole does not feel good. And so if we focus on this consistency over intensity and realize that we can both enjoy ourselves while also taking care of ourselves and not feel like shit at the end of it, why would we not? Right? The end of the year, again, is about consistency, not. Intensity. Number two, I really want you to start focusing on building the foundation for your 2023. This is the time where you need to focus on building that foundation, right? I think so many times we get stuck in this January 1st mindset where we all feel like we've got to do new year, new me, new goals, all this bullshit. But we don't realize that that goal, right? That new year, new you bullshit, right? The the you that eats cleaner and that moves her body. It doesn't start on January 1st. It actually starts 60 to 90 days before because it takes 60 to 90 days of doing something consistently for it to start feeling good, right? And so what I want you to think of is the big goals you have, right? Maybe your big goal is I want to work out six days a week. Your big goal is I want to eat, you know, portionly, or I want to eat clean or I want to do whatever the fuck you want to do, right? You have to think where are you right now? Are you the bitch that eats out six days a week and you're wanting to change and not eat out at all? Are you the bitch that doesn't move her body and hasn't worked out in two years and now wants to work out six days a week? There is a, there is that you at the beginning and the you you want to be. But a lot of us forget that middle bitch, right? That middle bitch that works up to being that ideal bitch, <laughs> right? We have our beginner bitch. Our middle bitch that works up to our ideal bitch, and we want to be our ideal bitch come January, right? We want to do be the bitch that goes ham, hey, the one that does all the things that really works hard. Well, you got to work your way from the beginner to the the ideal, and that starts right now. That starts these sixty days. That starts with building a strong foundation. Have you ever tried to build like a? Have you guys know that game of Jenga? Like just just hold hold with me here go with me use this idea the game of Jenga right you, you build build the box and you start taking the ones out at the bottom right you take the ones out of the foundation well what happens if you take too many out of the foundation that bitch falls the fuck over That's what we don't want, right? So you want to build a strong foundation to build upon and up and up and up, right? And so right now, this is when we are building that foundation. We are building that strong foundation. So on January, we have a strong foundation that we now can build our house on, right? We can build our outside appearance, which is the house, right? Our outside transformation is the house, but... You can't see the foundation on top of the house, but the foundation is the, the, the literally everything. Like, I don't know a more fluent, like eloquent way to say this. So just, I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. If not, and this is, I'm, I'm trying to land the plane here and I might not be landing it correctly, but I hope you're getting what I'm saying. You've got to make sure you have that strong foundation to build upon the house and yes you're not going to be able to see the transformation of the foundation you're not going to be able to see all that but you have to have it strong to be able to see all those outer so right now during these last two months of the year this is where we're focusing on building that strong foundation so no fucking amount of wind or storm or rain or blowing or anything can knock our house down because we started with a strong foundation Foundation. So, right now you're working on that strong foundation. So, that means we're going to be focusing on the basics, right? This is not about focusing on intensity, focusing on losing the most weight. Like we said, we're not focusing on that shit during the holidays. Does not fucking matter, right? We're focusing on the basics. So, drink more water, move your body more, don't be an asshole, and eat veggies. I added the don't be an asshole because I feel like a lot of people are assholes during this time of year. And we don't need we don't got time for that, right? So just focus on controlling your mindset, your veggies, your movement and your water. Yes, it sounds simple. And y'all, it is that simple. You don't see anywhere where I say don't drink or don't eat, you know, don't eat your cookies or your candy or any of that shit. No, we're focusing on what we are going to do, not what we're not going to do, because y'all, what happens when we focus on what we don't do, like what we're not going to do, we get obsessed about it and all the fuck we want to do is exactly what we said we are not supposed to do. So we're going to focus on what we're going to do, not what we're not going to do. We're going to drink more water. We're going to move our body more. We're going to eat veggies and we're not going to be an asshole. And the more that we focus on all the things that we're going to do, I'm telling you, y'all, the more you focus on the positive, the more positive that comes into your life. And the more that when you focus on movement and water and veggies and your mindset, the more that you are, you find that your intentionality trickles to other areas and facets of your life. Number four is remember the goal does not have to be to lose or to make some crazy improvements. It can simply be to stay consistent in all aspects, weight, weight, mindset and fitness. I know that this is a crazy like way to look at it, right? Why would I work out and why would I watch my water and why would I eat veggies if my goal is not to lose weight? Like if I step on the scale and I don't see a loss, why, Like, what is the point then? The point, the point, my friends, is to prove to yourself that you can remain consistent, can remain stable even if you are consistent and stable at a weight that you don't find preferable that is okay because the alternative is gaining 15 to 20 pounds because you're eating like an asshole and you go into january in the hole, mindset wise and all that stuff i am telling you y'all it is okay i'm giving you permission to view this as okay. It is okay to want to remain at a consistent weight that you're at right now, even if it isn't your goal weight. Your goal does not always have to be to lose weight. You don't always have to go in to taking care of yourself with the mindset of, focusing on what you have to lose. You can always go into it focusing on what you have to gain out of this. And even if you're focusing on consistency, you have so much to gain out of this. You can gain belief in yourself that you can maintain during the holidays and not go crazy and feel like an asshole, right? You can prove to yourself that you can get stronger mentally, even if you're not getting stronger and losing weight, right? Like there's so many ways to prove and create belief in yourself, even if you're not losing weight. And so, I want to give you that permission if you need it which you don't to know that you can go into this holiday season you can go into these last two months of the year focusing on water movement and veggies and still feel successful if you don't lose a single pound because at the end of the season you're gonna say I enjoyed myself while also taking care of myself and that is My friends is the money ticket, the money fucking ticket that you can look back on your holiday season and say, I enjoyed my time with my friends, my family. I laughed. I sang. I danced. I watched all the Christmas movies. I enjoyed my hot cocoa. I even had some of those peppermint lattes and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. But I also took care of myself. Like, I had more veggies than I normally would have. I moved my body way more than I normally would have. And that, my friends, is a win. Do you see? It's all in the way that we perceive these things. It's all in the perspective that we have. That is the money ticket. And number five, decide your boundaries. I like to create boundaries around things that I usually tend to go crazy on in the holidays and I tend to end up using as crutches almost because I want to make sure that I enjoy myself, but I also want to make sure that I remain in control of my food, my alcohol and all of that, that it does not find its way controlling me. And I have a very slippery relationship with food and alcohol because it's really easy, especially if we're going into a stressful time of the year, for me to slip back into bad habits where I rely on food and alcohol to help relieve me on my stress and that's something that I work my fucking ass off not to slip back to and so I make sure even during the holidays I have strong boundaries where that I created in the idea that you know these are my holiday boundaries right like I have different protocols for different times of the years so like I have different boundaries for the other 10 months of the year than my holiday boundaries if that makes sense It's, and it's something really important to have, right? Different perspectives for different times of the years. Everything is not a one size fits fucking all, right? Like it's, it's all different things, right? You got your pro you, we need to do a whole call on that. I feel like protocols for different times of the year. If you feel like that would be beneficial, let me know because I can do, I literally have protocols for everything, period protocol and like, like depression protocol, like summer protocol. Holiday everything. Okay, anyway, so creating your strong boundaries. And I'm gonna give you an example of my holiday boundary so you can have an idea. But remember, your numbers might look different. You don't want to create such strong boundaries that set you up for failure. You want to create boundaries that you know that you're gonna be able to enjoy your time well, not feeling neglectful, right? Like not feeling like you're you're missing out, but also feeling in control. So my boundaries is I have a one drink max during the week. So like I love me a glass of wine while I'm watching my Christmas movies. During the other times of the year, I don't drink during the week, but during the holidays, I allow myself a glass of wine a night to watch during my Christmas movies. And so I do a one drink max during the week a night. Um, I have a two drink max during the weekends. So like if I'm going to like, a get together, which I mean, I really don't ever go to get togethers because I, you have to have real life friends for that. But if I did have real life friends and went to get togethers, I have a two drink max. So like if me and Chris go to supper on a Saturday, I'll allow myself two drinks. Um, and then, or if we're having like a Christmas party or something like that, uh, number three is I only eat worth it foods. So I have this idea of, you know, if food, if, if, I'm not just going to eat food to eat it, like it has to be worth it to me. So if I look at this food and I'm like, mm, that's not really worth it to me, I'm not going to eat it, but I'm also not going to feel like I'm missing out. And so I make sure I ask myself if this food is worth it to me. Is this something that I truly do enjoy or am I just eating it because it's here? Um, and then number four is veggies first and meals. So I have this all the time, especially anytime I'm going out to eat, anytime I'm going to treat myself, I make sure I eat a big plate of veggies first or Whatever veggies I have in my meal and I make sure I order veggies with everything except for breakfast but lunch and dinners I always order veggies and I make sure I eat them first and then I adapt the bite method which the bite method is you know like holiday parties or if we're doing like cookies or something like that I'll allow myself a big bite and I'll ask myself do I feel satisfied with that big bite and if the answer is yes I'm not going to feel bad about getting rid of it, right? Because usually all I want is that one big bite. Like I love me a good chocolate chip cookie, but after one bite, it doesn't taste any better. And I'm not really that into it by the end of the cookie. So I have one bite and I always feel satisfied. And I allow myself, I say, you know what? You can have a bite of anything. Like you can literally have a bite of any fucking thing you want. But don't feel obligated to continue eating it. You know what I mean? Break off a piece, whatever the case may be. So that's an idea of the boundaries that I have for myself. You can always create different boundaries for you. But just have them in place that you know that you're in control, right? This is not you telling yourself you can't have anything. This is saying you can have everything within a perimeter that you feel comfortable with. And then a bonus tip. Remember, y'all, busy is not a badge of honor. I feel like this time of the year, everybody wears busy like some fucking badge of honor, right? Some answer of why you can't take care of yourself, answer of why you neglect yourself, right? Well, you know, it would have been nice to be able to take care of myself, but I'm too busy. No, the fuck, you're not. Nobody is too busy to take care of themselves because it literally could take you 30 minutes out of your day to do a workout, to go on a walk, to, you know, cut some veggies. Nobody is that busy. I don't give a fuck who you are. Come at me. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Nobody is that busy. And if you say you're that busy and you're bitching complaining at me right now saying you don't know my life, I'll tell you this. If you have an iPhone, go to settings, take your happy ass to screen time. And I want you to tell me what your daily average is right now. I want you to tell me how much time you spend on your different apps. You can go to see all activity and it'll literally tell you right here how long you spend on Instagram, on TikTok. And then i I want you to again tell me you're too busy to take care of yourself because I bet your air that you spend a lot of time on those apps. Or if you're like me and you're like, no, I really don't have that much screen time. Ask yourself how much you spend on that Kindle. I know we ain't got screen time on our Kindle, but I know if you're like me, we spend way too much fucking time reading that Kindle. Do not do those things in spite of taking care of yourself. Yes, this time demands more out of us, but it doesn't have to be at the expense of our self-care. You still fucking matter even during this time of the year, even when it's demanding a lot out of us. And I will argue to say you matter more now because you're expected more of, right? Because how many of us will give and give and give and feel so fucking drained at the end of the night? And it's because you're not taking care of yourself. If the world demands more out of you, you've got to take more care of yourself. Because if you tip too far in one direction, no fucking wonder why we're depressed and we're feeling down and we're not enjoying the holidays as much because we're not taking care of our mental and physical health. And if we want to be able to keep up with these little rascals of ours, if we want to be able to enjoy and keep up during the holiday season, that means we've got to fucking take care of ourselves. Stop saying you're busy and start saying, I just don't want it. Like it's my health is just not worth it to me. And I promise you that feels a lot worse because it's more true. All right y'all. Well, those are my big tips. I want to kind of go over them again for you real quick. Number 1 is focus on consistency over intensity. Number 2 is focus on building the foundation for your 2023. You got to think of the strong foundation that's under the ground is what big houses are built on, sturdy houses are built on. You gotta focus on that now during these last 60 days. So you can go into January starting to construct your house. Go in focusing on the basics water, movement, veggies, not being an asshole. Remember your number four is remember your goal doesn't have to be to lose or to make crazy improvements. It can simply be to stay consistent in all aspects. Your white, your mindset, your fitness. All of that stuff. Sometimes staying consistent and staying steady is the goal and that's okay. Number five is deciding your boundaries. Create those boundaries you have around things that might be triggering to you during the holidays so that you can stay in control. And number bonus, remember busy isn't a badge of honor. Yes, this time demands more out of us, but that means we've got to take care of ourselves more. You still fucking matter during this holiday season. Remember, the holiday season is meant to enjoy and you can enjoy them while also taking care of yourself. It does not have to be enjoy them or take care of yourself. It can be and. All right, let's go ahead and answer some of your questions from this week. Again, if you guys ever have any questions or need any advice, I like to answer a couple at the end of every podcast episode. Um, You can always email those over to be that be at gmail.com be that b pod at gmail.com and i will always be happy to answer or give advice let's see what we got this week All right, y'all, let's get to our Q&A portion of this podcast episode. Um, The first question is, my question is, did you and your hubby go through a dry spell after having kids? If so, how did you get through it and change it? So we did. Um, I struggled, like, hardcore with just, like, not feeling beautiful in my body. I also struggled hardcore with, like postpartum depression and all that stuff. And I would love to say it was a fast process for us to get through it, but it wasn't Um, like I did not feel like myself until I was like a year and a half postpartum. Um, But some things that we did to make sure we felt connected during this time when I was really struggling, like mentally I made sure that he knew like the struggles that were going on in my head. Like I was very transparent with him. I was always letting him know like, this is not you. This is a me thing. And I just asked, Ask for his patience like I asked for his patience through it you know the worst possible thing is to try to force the intimacy especially if you're not feeling you know great about it but having that open communication so he doesn't think that it's something that he did or he doesn't think you're just being a bitch that you're he knows that you're really struggling with something that's something that really helped us um, but it also forced me to kind of like find ways to make myself feel it so like you know we would go on more date nights so we would do date nights and I would get dolled up even if I wasn't feeling great like throughout the house sometimes dolling up would make me feel better and it would help force the intimacy and stuff like that but I will say that it will get better as long as you work on it and as long as you are transparent with each other and you know I feel like so many times especially when you know, adults and married, it can be so awkward to talk about these things and it can be so hard, especially vulnerable. But just know that they're your partner. Like they're there for you throughout life that if we can't be transparent and vulnerable with them, who can we be with? And so just letting them know that this is a you thing and you're working on it and, you know, like you just birthed the whole fucking human. Like it's it's gonna take time. It's gonna take adjustment. But also don't get in this like, sprout where you're just like an asshole and you know stuff like that like you've got to work on it and I feel like I got to that point where I wasn't even working on it I was just gliding through life and we really got very disconnected and so I will say that it's it's important to continue to work on it and find ways to improve that mindset around it. And the best thing is time and effort. All right, question number two. Hello, my name is Sam. I'm 18 years old and I'm leaving for college. Um, Would starting 75 hard be a good idea? I have always struggled with depression and just motivating myself. Is 75 hard something you keep doing after the first or second time of completing it? If I don't want to give up the alcohol part, could I substitute for a different personal challenge? If I've been listening to the show nonstop since I found it, a week ago and just hearing you talk about 75 hard makes me want to go for it so if you don't do the no alcohol part of 75 hard then then you're not doing 75 hard i feel like so many times people are like try to make these You know substitutions it's not going to have the same effect uh 75 hard is not something you want to do for like weight loss or something that you want to do for like other reasons other than you want to create that mental toughness and you want to get stronger mentally physically and emotionally um so if you feel like you know in college you're not going to be able to stay away from alcohol, or you're going to feel like doing two workouts is too hard. There's other ways that you can make sure you take care of yourself and you, you know, combat the depression other than doing something so insane as 75 hard. So I always suggest people do things to build up to 75 hard. So like for me, you know, I started like four months t- before like taking care of myself and building that foundation before I started 75 hard in January. Um, and I created, actually created a challenge called 30 strong. And if you go to my Instagram bio at Ali Griffith, you can download the 30 strong challenge. It's free. And it's a way to like build up to 75 hard. So that might be a really good option for you with being in college is, you know, going and doing something like that and seeing how that feels before you do something as crazy as 75 hard. But no, you can't like substitute anything. What they say is how it goes. All right, y'all, let's get to the last question. So I am on the curvy side and my boyfriend always tells me I'm sexy and beautiful every day, but I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. And by doing getting new clothes to wear around and out in public, but it's just hard to do when I'm a little bit chubby and I want to lose weight, but I'm not having the energy like most people do these days. Do you have any advice for this? So I always say, you know, a lot of us think energy is a prerequisite for fitness, right? I have to have the energy to be able to work out. But I will tell you this. You work out because you don't have the energy. Like the second I switch my mindset around to I have to have the energy to be able to work out to I need to work out to be able to have the energy. It changed my complete it completely changed my life. And so that is the first thing I will say is if you're lacking energy, then you You can't afford not to move your body. You can't afford not to work out. Because, you know, it's like what Newton's law of physics, an object in motion stays in motion, but an object at rest stays at rest. It's the exact same thing with a person, right? A person in motion wants to stay in motion. A person at rest wants to stay at rest. And if you're at rest, it's really fucking hard to get into motion. So... Go and focus on that. The next thing is, you know, if you are, if your boyfriend, it, it, yes, it matters what he thinks and I love that he's trying to build you up, but at the end of the day, it matters how you feel about yourself. And if you're not feeling comfortable and confident and sexy in, in you and who you are and the clothes that you're wearing, then maybe work on trying to find new clothing, work on really trying to improve your self-love and your self-care and your self-health. And the best way that I have found to improve my self-image, the way that I perceive, perceive myself is by taking care of myself the better I took care of myself the better I felt and looked like the better I felt in the mirror like have you guys ever realized like you'll start working out and like three days into your working out and eating healthy you feel like a brand new bitch like you look in the mirror and you already just feel Great, even though you haven't lost weight or anything like that. It's like all smoke and mirrors, right? If we feel like shit when we look in the mirror, we're going to see shit. But if we feel great and we're taking care of ourselves, we're going to see an entirely different bitch, even if it is the same bitch. So I would say that, like, if we're struggling with self image issues, if we're struggling with how we love ourselves, it starts with taking care of ourselves and how we take care of ourselves, how we talk about ourselves, and how we perceive ourselves. And that's the best way to build upon that. So I hope that helps. But anyways, okay, three questions. That's all we have time for today. If you guys need anything, if you need any questions answered, you can always email be pod at gmail.com. Um, and before you go, please do me a favor and go over to the Apple Podcast, Leave us a review. I love to read them, and it really helps the podcast grow. And if you do love anything in this episode, and if you feel like it could help any of your friends, go ahead and share that to your Instagram story. And tag me so I can say a big thank you and put face to you listeners. All right. Anyways, I love you guys. And I'm going to leave you like I leave you every single week in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I love y'all. And I'll see you next Wednesday.